Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome into On The Pace on this Wednesday. It's wonderful to have you joining us as we are well and truly in the depths of Inter-Dominion Grand Final Week for 2023. Those two Grand Finals for the Paces and Trotters respectively to be run on Saturday night at Albion Park as part of a 10-race card. More on that shortly, but a little closer to home. There's still plenty happening here in New South Wales, including as we head off to Bathurst tonight for nine races, the first there getting underway at 6.23. Also a trialling session presently taking place at Menangle, the fast class trial uh, to start off the morning going to gliding away in 153 and three some nice uh, horses stepping out there including uh, Rocker Coco who certainly has raced in some strong events since coming across from Western Australia, uh, including when he was able to uh, compete in a New South Wales Derby series. He ran second in a Simpson Memorial as well. So he was back in action. And King of Love, a trotter who's been in very good form, uh, a last start Menanga winner, was able to succeed in the uh, open class trotting trial. So that's today. And You'll be able to catch all of those results and replays shortly on the harness.org.au website. As I mentioned, it is Inter-Dominion Grand Final Week and New South Wales will play an incredibly strong hand in the uh, pacing division, which will be run, and it's important to note, at 6.30 Queensland time. So 7.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings time as part of an earlier card of racing, the first getting underway at 4.22 local time that 10 race card and race number five will be the pacing championship grand final we'll have plenty of coverage for you here on sky sports radio and of course over on uh, sky racing one sky racing active and also on sky thoroughbred central and uh, i'm looking forward to being part of the coverage so is our guest this morning brandon cranborg i thought we'd try and uh sort out who's going to win these two races and BK uh, was the best bet to give us some all-important information. He's been kind enough to join us this morning to discuss all of that. Good morning, Brandon. Only three sleeps to go. Yeah, sure is, Britt. And uh, the biggest or one of the biggest days on the uh, on the Southern Hemisphere harness calendar is certainly uh, circled in big, bright red pen on my calendar. Can't wait for Saturday night and Albion Park couldn't think of a better place to host it in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of the the, the surrounds and uh, obviously the the famous Brisbane weather. Hopefully on our side Saturday night. Yeah, fingers crossed. The barrier draw was conducted on Monday at Tangaluma Island Resort, and that certainly caused a fair shake-up to this market, which now looks like this. Swayze was 280 post-barrier draw, coming up with gate number three. He's now into 220. His younger brother, Leap to Fame, was a 210 favourite post-barrier draw after getting into as low as 175 throughout stages of a futures betting. He's 210 out to 240 now, and then we're getting out to 550 for Nerano, who did touch a mid four price yesterday but has again eased out and then we're getting to much longer odds there after double figures about all other runners headed by uh, a very easy better eclipse who opened up at 750 out to 12 dollars despite winning two heats and running second in another we'll start off with Swayze Brandon and what he's done in the series so far there was uh, probably more conjecture on night one than any other around how he was going to perform at the short course. First up since the New Zealand Cup, uh, the queries that had surrounded him leading into the series, and he was able to duly salute there. But since, he has been beaten. Are you surprised that he's now favourite? 
Well, in terms of in terms of the market, as I was watching it barrier draw day, I was lucky enough to uh, to have a few moments to just watch the betting and. The punters immediately gravitated to Swayze. He was 280 in as far as even money. So you got that really, really short quote. He's just drifted out. I'm not surprised at all that he's that he's favourite. I think that I think that if you look at his three runs, they've been full of merit. So the one mile journey was absolutely not his go, and he saluted. And there was, as you said, a lot of a lot of questions to be answered around Swayze, and he could have profiled in the same way as Rock and Roll do, and not scored any points night one, given that he was. Uh, you know, he was first up after that New Zealand campaign, which took so much out of him. And I think that he performed so admirably night one. Then night two, nothing went his way. He got he got into a position that was not unwinnable, but he lost a bit of ground on that last bend coming wide. And he still ran through the line over 21.38. I have to say those competitors he was in against on night two were probably better suited to a middle distance trip. And then the 26.80, well, he was crossed four times. And I don't think you can really read anything into that in terms of this race. I think he's got enough speed to potentially hold a position. I don't think that he'll be able to cross Nerano or turn it up in the early, early stages. But I think he'll work forward and grab the front. Those two runners are going to be pretty keen to to hand over to the likes of Swayze. And I think Nerano is going to have to hold turn it up out if he's to secure a really nice trip. Uh, that being said, I think that Swayze, if he can get lead to fame on his outside, he's a much better horse in front. And I think that Grant Dixon and Cameron Hart appreciate that if you can get to the front, you've you've done half the job and you've really only got to outstay the other good one and then hold off some really fast finishes. So it's not all done for Swayze, but the barrier draw is a really big step in the right direction, I feel. We know speed maps are so important in these big races and you just alluded to how important finding the fence was. I think the general consensus is that Nerano and Turn It Up would both be more than happy to take a trail on the right horse, whether that be Swayze or Leap to Fame. Is there anything drawn outside Swayze that can cross him? Well, as I, as I sort of alluded to this morning on the morning light, I think the only horse that can really upset the speed map is Future Assured. So can't find a better man on his day is fast dish out, but I don't think he's going to get a run. Lead to Fame doesn't have a great deal of speed, and Kanina Problema, I'm pretty sure, will go back towards the end of the field. So if Future Assured runs the car, the only issue there is that he will probably... He's got the speed to get across Swayze, and then those two other runners, depending on which one finds the inside, I think Turn It Up would be happy to hand over to Future Assured, and he is a very good leader. We saw that night one. If it's Nerano, I think he keeps pushing, and that means that Swayze is going to be three wide for part of that trip, and Leap to Fame potentially four wide. So Future Assured really is the key to that race. If they're going to angle in for a run 1-1 on the back of Leap to Fame with Future Assured, I think it makes the, the, the job a lot easier for Swayze. But for me, Future Assured is really the only banana peel for Swayze in terms of an early speed map. I think Nerano's not going to hustle out the uh, the more fancied stable, mate, and turn it up. As you said, he's uh, he's a horse that's going to be keen to get to lob onto the back of either of these two really good stays and potentially just try and find a uh, a last a last fast quarter somewhere in there. So Swayze and uh, and Future Assured are the key runners there in terms of the speed map for sure. It's so often in these big races when there looks to be two main hopes, a few horses are forgotten about. And I think that there has probably been that come to the fore uh, post-barrier draw due to how things have all played out. So I want to play uh, a bit of a game, a hypothetical, uh, just a yes or no answer whether these horses can win this Inter-Dominion Grand Final if favour goes their way. Nerano. 
Yes, can win. Turn it up? No, I don't think he's a good enough stayer. You'll like this one. Kanina Provlima. Yes, sectional star. If he gets onto the back of better eclipse three wide and they go absolutely ballistic, he'll reel off a sub-26 and he can win it at 150 to 1. What about Classy Washington from the inside of the second row? Oh, it's such a tough barrier. I, I just don't think that the favours are going to open up for Classy Washington. Right run, he runs a place, but I don't think he can win it. Spirit of St. Louis, does he finally get his big race success on Saturday night? Oh, it's such a heartbreaker, but I think that Spirit of St. Louis is probably probably going to find minor money again. He's, uh, he's not a winning chance for me, though. And finally, better Eclipse. Is he the forgotten horse? I guess the barrier draw, when you look at it on paper, doesn't look kind. But he's a horse who probably hasn't managed to take advantage of good barriers in the past because maybe he's not the best version of himself when he is used off the yard. But can better Eclipse win the Inter-Dominion Grand Final? He can certainly win it, but I just don't see a path into it for him. He's going to be three wide and leading up those those back markers, you would, you would think. I don't think that better Eclipse is going to is going to put himself into the call early. Otherwise, you would just think that Swayze and Leap to Fame would monster him in terms of getting better position on him. So he's going to be three wide and, and having to track into the race. I just don't think that if they really run a genuine sort of first part of the race that, that Better Eclipse is going to find himself in positions where potentially the likes of Future Assured are going to be trying to pop away from from pockets that are that are in the 1-1 one, one or even even the likes of Spirit of St. Louis bullocking into the clear. So he's going to have to navigate traffic. I'm absolutely with the punters uh, drifting the price. And I think he's the only horse outside of or outside of those front row horses that can potentially win the Inadom this year. So who are you siding with? Swayze, the older brother, or Leap to Fame, the hometown hero? Yeah, with Swayze. I think that, uh, I think that Swayze will be a popular New South Wales choice and it would be interesting to see the breakdown in terms of the markets by state. I think there's going to be a wave of Queensland money for Leap to Fame, and he's had a great following at uh, at Albion Park on course, and it's it pretty well uh, it pretty well stops the the whole operation of Albion Park stops when when Leap to Fame is running. In saying that, I think that Swayze's the better bet. He's got the better draw. The speed map does look to favour him in all in all conditions bar one, and that's if Future Assured runs the arm really hard. I think that. Uh, he's a better version of himself since he's won that New Zealand Cup and certainly we saw in the Battle of Beersheba that uh, when he's around uh, when he's around these eastern sea- the, the eastern seaboard there's very few horses that actually want to take him on so outside of Leap to Fame there's nothing really that's going to apply mid-race pressure so Leap to Fame's going to have to do all the work I don't think that he's quite ready as a four-year-old to really roll the sleeves up and go toe-to-toe with a star like Swayze so for me I think that I think that Swayze is the is probably the way to play it. So three on top, hardest to beat. Narano, the stable mate. If he gets any sort of luck, Swayze's still going to have to be very good. Leap to fame. He's going to be better as a five-year-old. He's going to be much more experienced, and we know that he's had a tough season this year. So it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise to see him run down the order a little bit from where everyone expected him pre in a Dominion, and then I think Spirit of St Louis can clean up fourth in terms of those also ran. So three, one, six and nine for me. But as I say, this is a, this is a really tough race to, to sort of map out and see who's going to be the better stayer. 
There does seem to be a groundswell of support for Swayze, doesn't there? And it wouldn't surprise me with the amount of money that's already come for him if uh, he was to shut, if he was to start odds on on Saturday night. That's race number five, six thirty local time, the pacing grand final. And there's probably not as much to digest when it comes to the Trotters, Brandon, because he's just been quite exceptional just believe right throughout this series he de- he's the defending champion he was still a dollar 45 to win this race after his track record demolishing performance on saturday night pre-barrier draw and after the barrier draw it just looks perfect is there a situation where he's overthrown because there just doesn't seem to be any chinks in his armor well i don't know how they beat him i mean maybe Maybe one of these backmarkers puts themselves into the race. Maybe Gus puts himself into the race and tries to torch Just Believe like he did to Queen Elida. Maybe Queen Elida zips him in the early part of the race and parks him out. But I think either way, he's going to be the better horse. We saw that Just Believe, of course, beat Queen Elida when they did have that war at Bendigo. He was first up and he worked Queen Elida over, over to 21.50. So... Coming out to 2680, it looks as though he's the better stayer of the two. I think he's got at least three lengths on this field at the moment, and he has a better barrier draw. I don't think we'll need to see the best of just believing, in fact, for him to win the Inner Dominion. I think he only needs to be 90% right, and he'll have their measure. But there's some okay chances further afield. Olavici, if he was at his best, would probably run a minor placing. I think the one that's right under the odds is Mafasa Metro. He's getting out to the right price now, out towards $11. And the one that seems to be sort of forgotten about is Plymouth Chubb, a Group 2 winner, and won a, won a uh, heat over Queen Elida when he was able to outdash her, and he gave away about 15 metres start. So Plymouth Chubb is, is the one in the field for me that at each way odds is definitely worth the play outside of Just Believe at 115. But it's an exotics race, definitely. I think Just Believe you can pretty well park out on top on his own. And then Plymouth Chubb is the one for me that really stands out as minor money potential. So those are the two ways that I think you can probably play that race. If you want to take the 115, all power to you. But I think the Plymouth Chubb on the each way is probably the better betting the, the better betting proposition for me. Yeah, I agree, to be honest. You wear the 10 saddlecloth Plymouth Chubb, but should the emergency not be required Constantinople, then he'll actually follow out uh, the running line. And that high speed that he showed on night one, I probably can't get out of my mind either. So if there is to be a few that take a real shot at Just Believe and he's somewhat vulnerable late and Plymouth Chubb's just in behind the speed with Karen Manning going aboard this Saturday night as well, uh, he could maybe be the upset material. But at the present time at $1.15, uh, nobody is uh, really playing into that scenario. So that's Albion Park on Saturday night. The Inter-Dominion Pacing and Trotting Grand Finals are races 5 and 8 respectively in terms of tonight though Brandon we need to build a bank for the weekend and I know you've had a good look at the Bathurst card of racing where there's nine this evening from a 623 uh, 623 kickoff point is there something that stands out yeah race five number two caught on the edge appears to be the most honest of them 170 did touch 180 back to 175 and that's where he stayed in the last 40 minutes or so he's his run behind Anna Love was was quite good a few starts ago. He ran third on that occasion. Anna Love has subsequently beaten Uptown Beach Girl, who was an Inner Dominion runner. So, look, if you've, if you've got a horse that's got Inner Dominion form back into a 55 race, you're clearly going to be on, and you're clearly going to be willing to take some relatively short money. I think that $1.75 is, is 
probably short enough. I wouldn't be taking anything sort of around the 140 because he's he's obviously in a 55 race for a reason. He's well and truly back in company. And that, to me, is a good sign. His last start second was was not bad behind Corinna Rocco. He drew out on that occasion. So I think coming back towards an inside draw is, is of particular advantage. And, of course, he is a horse that goes better near the marker line and also uh, much, much better in front. So caught on the edge for me, race five, number two. And I think that if you're wanting to play that runner into one on Saturday night, if you're, if you're willing to take a couple of days' investment, I think in the, in, in the uh, Inner Dominion Constellation, race number four at Albion Park on Saturday night, can't fight a better man. He's 155 out to 170. He draws very nicely. He's drawn gate two. And although I don't think he's potent, I don't think he's going to uh, take no for an answer. I think he's going to get across Targaryen. And this is the first time he's drawn well in a long, long time. So 170 about can't find a better man. I've got to say, I think this is merely giving away money. Black for Dance is the only danger for me at 550. He's going to show gate speed, but I think can't find a better man has shown enough of a turn of foot to grab Black's advance at the end of 2,680 metres. He's a much more tractable horse. And uh, as I say, 170, a real serious price for a four-year-old that hasn't actually drawn a good barrier right through this season and has still come up with group-level success. So race five, number two, uh, caught on the edge, into race number four on Saturday night at Albion Park. Can't find a better man. You're getting better than even money about those two. And I think that the odds are right on your side. Yeah, good push there for Can't Find a Better Man. Even pre-barrier draw for this consolation, midway through the series when it was looking to go a little pear-shaped for Can't Find a Better Man from a barrier draw perspective. I think everybody was already aboard him in the consolation and after coming up with a positive gate, he does look really hard to beat. Appreciate your time this morning, Brandon. It's been a great chat and I can't wait for Saturday night at Albion Park with those uh, Inter-Dominion Grand Finals. You'll be there alongside us uh, to enjoy all of the action and we'll catch you on track. Absolutely, Brett. Really looking forward to it. Brandon Cranborg joining us this morning here for On The Pace. He's with the favourites at this point in time in the Inter-Dominion Swayze and just believe as am I, they do look uh, extremely hard to toss after the barrier draws. And if you're looking for one tonight at Bathurst, as alluded to, race five, number two, caught on the edge is Brandon's best of the night. Appreciate you joining us this morning for On The Pace. We'll be back tomorrow morning, same time here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30 with plenty more Inter-Dominion news.